0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.
1: Well, actually, Steve out today, but uh, two of us soldiering on with the John Velas special guest today, right?
0: Yeah, John, uh, the state senator, is going to be talking about uh, you know, sports gambling, why restaurants and bars can't have it. He'd like to have some answers, he wants to put a commission together to study it. And we'll be talking to him after 8 o'clock this morning.
1: Yeah, he was busy with some other issues this week we can talk to him about as well. Plus, it's National Grab Some Nuts Day. Way ahead of you on that one. (laughs) Congratulations. You're welcome. (laughs) I've got to do do my part. Orville and Vern doing fine, by the way, for those of you who've been asking about my plants. I was
0: really on the edge of my seat waiting to find out what was the latest. Yes,
1: I do have an update, too, with a third plant now being added. Oh, heavens.
0: (laughs) Can't wait for that information. Yeah. And uh, there's some Hall of Fame news we'll probably share with you today, too. Pretty interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. It's 536 with back Stephen Dave. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Van Halen with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.
1: Got some oppressive summer heat returning to Massachusetts uh, later this week. In fact, as early as tomorrow. Some towns could feel over 100 degrees by tomorrow afternoon. Temps in the 90s. But again, with the moisture in the air and the heat index, bear that in mind for the rest of the week. Hollywood Trash is
0: brought to you by AquaPump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the
1: house. Oh, I got to do that? I think so, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. There you go. Okay, hold on just a second there. Okay. (laughs) Steve is out today, and there is his
2: theme. There we have it. Mm -hmm. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash.
1: Well, I'd say this is
0: going very smoothly.
1: I didn't notice a thing. I'm filling in for Steve today on the Hollywood Trash, and here we go. Vin Scully has passed away. The legendary Dodgers broadcaster was 94. 94. He also had a st- Makes you think. Also had a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame and at a Presidential Medal of Freedom. We'll have more on Vince Scully coming up in the sports at the top of the hour. Tom Cruise had to apologize for interrupting a couple's hike and then jumping off a cliff. Sarah and Jason Haygarth, a couple in the UK, were on a hike with their dog when the actor, Tom Cruise, dropped in on a helicopter. Isn't he getting a little old for this?
0: Yeah, is this how he travels? I mean, he's um, he's somewhere between my age and your age. At some point, don't you say you know maybe doing your own stunts isn't
1: really a smart thing to do? I think it'll take maybe him getting injured. Like, wasn't Harrison Ford injured in a stunt at like age eighty-nine, trying to do? But wasn't
0: wasn't uh, Tom Cruise injured too, like a a broken a shoulder or something like that? Yeah, probably trying to be an old man, trying to be a young man. Listen, I I understand trying to grab on to those final tender strands of your youth but it ain't worth the uh, the injury
1: well he dropped in on a helicopter on this couple and said sorry for disturbing your peaceful walk with all the noise by the way I like your dog and then he prepared to jump off a cliff to which the woman Sarah said are you really going to jump off there see you later folks and he jumped sure this was one of those deep fake things Yeah, I'm wondering about that. A fake Tom Cruise, maybe? Yeah, there's a lot of people trying to look like the guy. People suspecting that Cruise may have just been filming a stunt for the next Mission Impossible film. But, I mean, there were no cameras around. Does he just do this sort of as a hobby (laughs) to stay sharp? Well, you got to practice. You can't just go ahead and do stunts without a little bit of work ahead. Other movie news, Brad Pitt commenting on his wearing of a skirt. To the premiere for Bullet Train. Wasn't a kilt? No. Or something a little bit more uh, frilly and pretty. It's a brown linen skirt. All right. And he had wore it to the film's premiere in Berlin last month. So at the L.A. premiere a couple of days ago, he explained, he said, I don't know, we're all going to die? Let's mess it up a little bit. I think he's gone around the bend a little bit. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, sometimes I wonder
0: what it would feel like to... Walk around with the cool breezes, uh, you know, going through your frilly little
1: skirt. You got a Scottish kilt shop anywhere in town here or not? Not that I'm aware of, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind trying. All right, well, y- you can do that experiment. I'm good. By the way, Bullet Train, I don't know if you've seen the trailers. It looks great. I have not seen the trailers. Well, that's something you ought to do like ASAP as soon as this segment is done with. I'll get on It, it looks really, really funny. Warner Brothers has decided to put Batgirl on the shelf. Not going to make it to theaters or HBO Max, even though the film is in the final stages of post-production. So it may be due to Warner Brothers cutting back on films premiering on the streaming platform. The film stars, among others, Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser. Now, um, typically, when they finish a film... Mm -hmm
0: they'll show it in front of a test audience you know, to make sure that it's not a total piece of garbage. Right. Sounds like they already know in, a, in advance. It kind of does. It has that smell. Because if they had a blockbuster on their hands, if they knew this was going to be a great
1: film, they wouldn't hesitate but to release it. Although They maybe, must know this is garbage. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they're just using it as negative publicity that can be turned into positive fashion. Uh, the film stars Leslie Grace as Batgirl. We may never see it. You'll have to look her up. Showtime has canceled The First Lady. It's the anthology series, and it goes bye-bye after just one season. The amazing cast, led by executive producer Viola Davis, also co-starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Gillian Anderson, had the dedication of everybody involved, but apparently not enough juice to continue. Well, you know, when you have a cast like that, and that's a pretty outstanding cast. Right. It's really
0: expensive to produce a show like that. That's one of the reasons why some of these shows get, you know, get uh, canceled. Not because it's not getting an audience Mm -hmm. or not because it's not making money, but it's like if you're spending that much money on that much talent, sometimes it's hard to
1: afford anything else. Well, the amazing thing to me is people like Michelle Pfeiffer and Gillian Anderson and others still get paid exorbitant salaries. Of course they do, but it, that's the that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. They got to get paid and and if
0: the if the the price gets out of control, then they can't continue to do the production on that to, on that
1: show. Well, if you caught the first season of First Lady, congrats. I never saw a single episode. You? No, please. Lou Graham, the former frontman for Foreigner is slamming the current frontman, Kelly Hansen. Lou Graham telling RockHistoryMusic.com, quote, He's mimicking me. His voice doesn't sound like me, but he's singing the songs the way I would sing them. And I don't take it as a compliment. You know, I've heard, and this is uh, just rumor
0: now, Mm -hmm. that when they tour, Mick Jones, Mm -hmm. who is the last remaining member of the band, sometimes doesn't travel with the band. Really? So... What you see on stage as Foreigner, not a single original member of the band. They're just singing the songs of Foreigner. It's basically a tribute band that Mick Jones organizes and
1: runs, but he doesn't really perform all that much. I guess this is why Lou Graham is all upset. He also said, this guy is using his voice and my style. Don't hang your coat on my hook, end quote
3: following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m.
1: It is 6.01 on Rock 102. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for this area tomorrow and Friday. We'll have temps in the 90s and the heat index may make it feel like it's over 100 degrees in portions of western mass. For today, close to 90. High 80s and lots of sunshine. The weather is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. If you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Here's your 102 <laughs> second sports on Rock 102. Baseball, Red Sox over the Astros 2 to 1. Boston also acquiring Eric Hosmer in a trade at the trade deadline. That ends a big problem for the team at first base. They got little production from. Bobby Dalbeck, Travis Shaw, and Franchi Cordero over the season's first 105 games. Cordero, by the way, sent down to the minor leagues. And Hosmer will be at first base for Boston, hopefully for the rest of the season. Elsewhere, at trade deadline news, the Padres won the Juan Soto sweepstakes. San Diego getting the star player from the Washington Nats in exchange for a bunch of prospects. Elsewhere in baseball, Seattle beat the Yankees 8-6 last night. Andrew Benatendi, the former Red Sox and most recent Yankee acquisition, 0 for 4 again at the plate. He's 1 for 14 so far in pinstripes since they acquired him from the Royals. Elsewhere, the Nats beat the Mets last night 5 to 1. And L.A. Dodgers broadcaster Vince Scully passing away at the age of 94.
2: So the winning run is at second base with two outs. Up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight,
1: and the Mets win it. Yes, a dubious Red Sox moment forever oh. tied to the great All Vince Scully. the things <laughs> you could have chosen. From Vince Scully, 60 years in broadcasting, <laughs> you choose the one horrible one. Yeah, I have other clips from Scully for later on, but look, it's one of his most famous calls. By the way, Scully played outfield for Fordham. On the baseball team, and he began his career by working baseball, football, and basketball games for Fordham's radio station in college, before, of course, moving on to become a legend with the Dodgers and elsewhere. Football, the NFL preseason gets started tomorrow with coach Josh McDaniels and his Raiders against the Jacksonville Jags. That's on NBC. The Patriots hosting the Giants next Thursday. <laughs> That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, speaking of football, Bax covers the recent embarrassment over the Miami Dolphins and Tom Brady. That's straight ahead in his view from the couch on Rock 102.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Grills, 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 Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans, how the heck are you? Folks, leave it to the NFL Bureau of Investigations to hunker down, run surveillance, obtain documents, and tap into anonymous sources in an effort to get to the bottom of various violations, effronteries, and crimes against football. Because when you cross the NFL and violate their rules, they will come crashing down upon you in a very swift and uncomfortable fashion. For example, let's take a look at what they found out about the Miami Dolphins and the low-life dirtbags that run that place. Yesterday, the NFL revealed the findings of their six-month-long investigation into the allegations that the Dolphins not only violated the league's anti-tampering laws by speaking directly to Tom Brady on three separate occasions, dating from as far back as 2019, but also talking to Sean Payton when he was still the head coach of New Orleans. Also in the investigation, the league looked into the allegations made by former head coach Brian Flores, who had alleged that the team's owner, Stephen Ross, incentivized tanking games and offering Flores $100,000 for each loss as a way of moving up in the draft. And while the NFL was unable to find evidence to support that in their investigation, nor were they able to find evidence of racism that has also been alleged by Brian Flores, they did determine that the team was guilty of tampering. And for that, the Daltons have been stripped of their 2023 first-round draft pick. They fined team owner Stephen Ross $1.5 million and have suspended him until October 17th, and he'll be unable to attend league meetings until late next year. Now, while I'm sure that the super sluice of the NFL left no stone unturned, isn't it interesting how they were able to find all kinds of allegations about tampering, but nothing about the allegations set by Brian Flores? Doesn't that seem somewhat suspicious? Certainly does to me. Either Brian Flores is making things up, which I don't believe he is, or the NFL is simply not wanting to get their hands too dirty in something that involves bribery, racism, and fraud. You know, the kind of stuff that they would be called to testify for because that would look really bad for everybody. But hey, enough yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How good can a battery-operated chainsaw be? Well, the Ego Power Plus 16-inch Chainsaw is only $300 at Rockies. includes the charger and the batteries, and it can do anything that a 16-inch gas chainsaw can do. Starts with the push of a button. It's quiet and no gasoline. Get an Ego today at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch.
1: With ACDC. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Good morning. We're going to have some pretty high heat. In fact, a heat warning in effect from the National Weather Service for tomorrow at about 11 a.m. when it's going to really heat up all the way through Friday. We're going to have temps in the mid to high 90s, and the heat index could push it over 100.
0: Coming up after 8 o'clock, State Senator John Velas will be uh, joining us. We're going to talk about the new legislation, the new law. That uh, the governor is uh, expected to sign about sports gambling here in Massachusetts. A lot of restaurants and bars are not happy that they've been excluded from this. And uh, John Velas wants to get to the bottom of it, may even put together a commission to study it. So we'll be talking to him after 8 o'clock today.
1: All right. There's something making the rounds on Reddit, backs, and it's all about keeping relationships and marriages alive. It's called the 222 two, two rule. And apparently, it says you need to name your house plants. No, just kidding. That's no, was, no, no
0: relationship makes that a requirement. No, and if it does, it's time to consider seeing other people.
1: Yes, but by the way, Orville and uh, Vern doing fine at my house, and now I have a third one I need to name. But thank, anyway,
0: well, thank God they're doing good, and right. they're not rejecting the stupidity of you naming them. So far, so good.
1: I'm watering them and giving them the proper care. No, the two, two, two rule that people are talking about on a subreddit helps keep. Everything alive when it comes to relationships. So it has nothing to do with the two two twos that you can get north of the border in Canada. Those are like codeine mixed with acetaminophen.
0: That could help a relationship, too, depending on the relationship.
1: I would think. They're called 222s, and they're pills with that designation on them. And what I've, about watching
0: old episodes of Room 222 with the great Karen Valentine and Michael Considine?
1: You know, it's funny. You mentioned that. That came up when we were playing golf over the weekend for some reason, Room really? 222, and we talked about Karen Valentine and Michael Constantine. Couldn't remember that. I think there was a uh, an African American guy who was part of that cast as well.
0: There was, and uh,
1: for the life of me, well, now I'm going to have to look it up. That's yeah, a different two-two-two rule. <sighs> the two-two-two rule that Reddit is talking about has to do with keeping things active in your relationship. The first two in the two-two-two means a date night every two weeks. That would be two dates a month, in case. Your math challenge, like I am. Okay. And it's not a hard and fast rule; just a guideline. A date night. A couple of times a month. I don't think it's a bad idea. In fact, I think it's a really good idea. If you can do it once a week, even better. Well, what can qualify as a date night? Can can like a Netflix and chill thing at home be a date night? I think it can. If you get like uh, takeout food. See, that's a um, date night to me.
0: It it can. Um, you know, to me when I think of a date night, you're going out of the house. Hmm. Like a like a dinner or something like that. You know, that's a good a good way of getting away. Like, you know, last night, uh, you know, Jenny and I went to uh the fort. Okay. And we had a, a fine time. And it wasn't it wasn't, you know, particularly crowded hmm. and then we kinda went there. A little early because I'm of the age where I need to have dinner by at least 4 o'clock in the afternoon right. so I can get to home to watch my stories. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, to, to me, that was
1: a perfectly good date night. And to us, we don't like other human beings, so Jill and I prefer a Netflix and chill kind of thing at home, so that, right. that would be a date night, I think. It, it can be. You're setting aside uh, time yes. to spend with each other. Yes. Making it special. So anyway, that's the first two in the two 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 rule. The by second- the way,
0: just so just mm-hmm. uh, you are uh, informed. Yes. Lloyd Haynes played Mr. Pete Dixon, uh, who teaches 11th grade American history in room 222 at Walt Whitman High School. Lloyd Haynes. Lloyd Haynes.
1: Yes, I, the other member of the cast there. Is Lloyd he, Haynes is no longer with us. <clears throat> Died at the age of 52 back in 1987. Oh, man, that's a shame. I wonder if he was related to Mike Haynes, the great <clears throat> defensive back for the Oakland Raiders.
0: I don't, uh, I don't know.
1: All right. The sec- anyway, the second two in the 222 two, two rule for keeping your relationship alive is a weekend away. Every two months. Now, that could be tough if you're a parent. You know, Steve got the two young girls there. But if you can swing it, it's considered to be something a little more special than a normal date night. Mm-hmm. So you need two weekends away. Oh, I no, have excuse to tell me. You, just one weekend away every two months.
0: I have to tell you. I think one of the smartest things that the two of us have done is get that camper in Vermont. Yeah. Because... There's no cell phone service. There's no internet unless we go to our neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll sit in their porch and check our emails and, you know, in right. case of emergency. But other than that, we are away from everything. And you and both like it. It's wonderful. Yes. It's. I mean, it's, it's very scenic. It's very beautiful, mm-hmm. calm and quiet, just away from all the regular horse crap the two of us got to deal with, you know, week after week at our mm. pain-in-the-ass jobs or the pain-in-the-ass people that we work with. And I'm just telling you that uh, it's a really nice treat to be able to get away. Not everybody has the the uh, the, the the ability to do that. We got very lucky,
1: and we're, we're doing it. I got to tell you, it's been it's been wonderful. Well, good for you. Now, as long as we're talking about the number two and your camping experiences, where are you at with that whole disposing of the waste issue? I think I addressed this on Monday, mm-hmm, Dave, I know, and I, I haven't
0: know. gone back since Monday. All right. That uh, we got a late start. I wasn't able to uh, to empty it, mm-hmm. and uh, next week when I'm on vacation, I may find myself uh, doing the job then. Wow! <laughs> I cannot stress this enough because I've only told you
1: ten times. Big vacation plans for you and the misses. The third two in the two 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 rule for keeping a spark in your relationship is a full week away every two years. Now you guys easily handle that, and I guess a week away. Would qualify as one of your week weeks in Vermont. Well, I would say like
0: uh, pre-COVID, we went. Uh, you know, we went. Yeah, we always took a week away at the beach. Uh, went to Florida a couple of times. But, you know, mostly like a like a beach vacation in in uh, Rhode Island mm-hmm. down like uh, Charlestown.
1: All right, and that was always great. Yeah, and with or without the kids, by the way.
0: Um, we took the kids a couple of times, but then you know their schedules changed and they wound up doing some other travel so it was just us for like the last few years
1: yes so according to this subreddit page they do suggest ideally the full week away every two years would be without your kids so you can focus on each other and just relax I think when
0: people you know are involved in a relationship marriages mm-hmm.
1: you know they get so
0: involved in schedules with like their kids mm-hmm. or with work or whatever it may be they kind of lose focus of the fact that the relationship between uh the two people involved in the marriage is is crucial to the health of the entire family. I mean you know, we we tend to overlook that and sure. say, well we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But you know, actually you really kinda need that to make sure that everyone is gonna be healthy and happy. So yeah, I don't uh, I, I I think you're right on this. All right. So this the two 2- twenty two role
1: yeah, yeah. is uh is pretty good. And aside from the connection to the T V series that you mentioned there, the number 222, two, Two, is very powerful in numerology. Mm-hmm. It's a master number, it says, that's linked to personal mastery and really? creativity. It governs the energy of the sun and is also associated with positive thoughts, clarity, and spiritual growth.
0: You know, back in the 70s, I always thought uh, Karen Valentine was kind of uh, kind of saucy. I, I did too. Did you? Yeah. But you know what? It, uh, when you kind of look at back at it now, you think, what was I really thinking? Because she's not... Uh I mean, she's an attractive woman, but yeah. uh, she just seemed better in the '70s. Like there was a different, like there's a different standard in the '70s than what we would have now. Well, I don't
1: know why our tastes change as we grow older. I, think well, I that's guess why. that's the truth. I mean, I wasn't, you know, when I was like, well, what I would have been ten or so when that came out. You would have been even younger, I think. I don't know. Oh, are yeah, uh, much younger. So, w- what do we know about? Uh, Sexual attraction and things like that. At the, I didn't know anything. Well, I mean, you
0: know, you, you pay attention. You know, you, I mean, the you, you know, things start to to change for you. You know, you go through yes. a series of, <clears throat> you know, uh, blood flow and mm-hmm. metamorphosis and uh, you know, what have you. Same reason I thought that like, uh, like Batgirl was kind of kind of hot too. Oh, oh well, well, Yvonne Craig, you are damn right. Yeah, in the costume. Yes. When she was just Commissioner Gordon's uh, daughter,
1: it's like, okay, get back in the costume. Karen Valentine, by the way, today is 75. That's her birthday today? No, she's 75 as of the reading today. She just turned 75 back in May, so congratulations to to Karen Valentine. It's 621
0: Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 627. And Tom Petty. We're back, Stephen, and Dave, and Rock 102.
1: Beware, the heat index is going to rise tomorrow and Friday. We have heat warnings in effect from the National Weather Service with highs in the 90s. And that heat index with the humidity could push it over 100 degrees in many communities in Western Mass. So bear that in mind as you get ready for tomorrow. Uh, today I Learned, brought
0: to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not.
1: And now... Today I learned, with Steve out on vacation today, I'll handle the duties. You just learned that Steve was on vacation today. Exactly right. But I did find a little nugget here in something called Uber Facts on the Twitter feed. Apparently, Nintendo ran a a chain of sex hotels in the 1950s. Nintendo. Nintendo. I did not know that. Yes, these were uh, special hotels where couples could go to have sex. Back to the two-two-two rule we talked about a few minutes ago, right? Apparently, they had vending machines that dispensed anything you might need for your sexual exploits at the hotel—condoms, toys, everything else. Apology notes, yeah. Once finished, you left the hotel, and the maids came in, of course, and cleaned everything up for the next couple. Which sounds kind of gross.
0: Well, but that's that's the same thing as any room service, right? That yeah. room service, but like yeah, housekeeping.
1: The places were uh, completely autonomous via computers, so no awkward seeing someone you might know, and then the doors lock from the inside so nobody drops in on you unannounced. They were popular sex hotels because Japan is particularly overcrowded, and many times couples are living in close quarters with all their kids, and right. they have a need to get away to a special hotel Well, Nintendo was there in the 1950s. And here I was thinking the best thing they produced was Mario Kart. Right? Yeah, well, go C- figure. Yes. Congratulations to the folks at Nintendo for their sex hotels in the 1950s. And that is Today I Learn. It's
0: 632. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you're traded or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs.
1: Senator John Velas will be our special guest after 8 o'clock this morning. He had a busy week already, chiming into Western Mass News about Amanda's law and also uh, the lawmakers' decision to scrap those stimulus checks which were promised to middle-income residents and the restaurants and bars kind of being left out in the cold of the Massachusetts sports gambling bill. He had this to say about that.
4: At a minimum we owe them in light of the way that their businesses have been just absolutely decimated because
1: of COVID. Senator John Vialis talking about the sports gambling bill in Massachusetts. We'll cover all of that ground and more with him after 8 o'clock this morning. Oppressive summer heat returning to Massachusetts. And again, that heat index warning from the National Weather Service for tomorrow, about 11 a.m., right through Friday night. And uh, a bunch of towns and cities projected to feel... Like, it's 100 degrees or more by tomorrow afternoon, <sighs> including Boston, Greenfield, Springfield, and Hartford, Connecticut.
0: Yeah, I had to, I had to be downtown yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm walking around. It was only 82 degrees. Right. But it was stiflingly muggy. Like, it was a real muggy, lousy day. Mm-hmm. It's, if it's going to be 100, and you've you got to believe it's going to be pretty muggy, then, too, I find there's absolutely no reason to leave the house. Yeah. No reason to get yourself out of air conditioning. If you don't have air conditioning in, in your house, I find no reason why you should stay there. Go someplace to cool down. Yeah. Hundred degree day. You know, if you get to let's say you're you're an individual who has parents and they're old and they're living in a sweat box of an apartment. Mm-hmm. You might want to go in there and just uh, hose them down a little bit, get them a pack of ice, put it on their forehead, just make sure they're still uh, they're still breathing because mm-hmm. uh, this is not good weather for the uh, for those who are out there who do not have access to the God-given wonderment of air conditioning. Yeah,
1: I'm fast approaching that age, although I did get out and about yesterday because I uh, needed to find the proper home for my recently named house plants, Orville and Vern, and I wasn't able to find just the right thing yet, a pot, yeah. a pot and a plant stand. So I did a little shopping around and about. Couldn't find exactly what I wanted, so I may be going out again today to do that.
0: I'm so glad you're sharing this with us because it's—I find your belief system fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. What I do believe is I'd like to keep my relationship alive. So, so in order to do that, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna
0: you're going to name and care for plants. Yes, and that's gonna be what this whole thing rests on. Yep. Do or die, Bax. Do or die. Who, boy, that in the two,
1: that in the two-two-two rule.
0: No, I, I listen. The two-two-two rule I can abide by. Naming yep. of the plants. I'm <laughs> off. I'm off the project.
1: It was a tough afternoon yesterday, not just heat-wise, but for drivers who were advised to avoid traveling north on 91 from the Connecticut state line to Springfield's MGM exit. There was a big tractor-trailer crash causing a massive two-hour traffic buildup late yesterday afternoon. Afternoon commuters had to find alternate routes between 4 and 6. As crews worked to clear that portion of the highway, the traffic was at a standstill in the Longmeadow portion of I-91 north.
0: This was terrible yesterday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. I mean, think, about, think about that a 2 hour backup. Yeah, around the the long meadow curve. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. what a nightmare. Right? The amazing part is, if I'm understanding this great, nobody was injured in this thing. Good that's, deal. that's in, that's awesome. That's right? great. But the fact that uh,
1: whatever the hell happened inconvenienced people for 2 hours. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, if you were in that particular tie up, I'd love to hear from you. How'd you pass the time? How long did you actually have to wait before you got out of traffic? Love to hear from you.
0: How many times did you drop the F bomb? That would be that would be more, you know, my question.
1: Yeah. Feel free, chime in 293 uh 2931021, right? Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I had a little block there for a it's moment. It's only been 6 months. Must be the heat. Also in Springfield, a regional drug task force recovering a stockpile of more than two kilos of crystal rock meth and ecstasy and fentanyl and a synthetic bath salts haul as well all from a downtown apartment this happened earlier this week according to state police investigators also seized a large amount of cash a loaded gun with an extended magazine and more ammo in the second floor unit at 1482 state street arrested during the bust 41 year old Ernest. Fickling and 35-year-old Cassandra Wilder. Investigators also searched their BMW and their Porsche Cayenne.
0: Very nice, uh, very nice wheels.
1: Yeah, how about that for uh, residents of uh, 1482 State Street? A nice Beamer and a Porsche Cayenne. Maybe they were stuck in traffic yesterday.
0: I don't know. It looks like we may have a couple people that were. Rock okay. 102. Good morning. Who's this?
3: Morning, it's Carl. Hey, hey Carl. Carl.
0: Were you, were you stuck I was yesterday? Stuck
3: in that. Yeah, I was stuck in a track for an hour and forty minutes. Oh my Oof. god! And, and, and the fact that you said that nobody got injured absolutely is amazing because that truck was destroyed.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the I saw the pictures and I'm like, yeah, that guy, the the, the truck driver survived, didn't get uh, didn't get hurt. Yeah. Pretty amazing.
3: So what yeah, you, I, didn't, uh, I didn't watch the news last night, so I didn't know, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that, just to look at that truck, I was like, come on, really? Mm.
0: Dude, you probably didn't like, even get home early enough to see the news.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? The 11 uh, o'clock. I figured, you know, yeah, I figured the 11 o'clock, but yep. I didn't. obviously didn't get to watch it or nothing. So wow. I was like, oh my
1: God. So, Carl, how many, F, oh. how many F-bombs while you were stuck in traffic yesterday?
3: Uh, just two. I was too busy listening to music.
1: All right.
0: Two is actually pretty good. Well, I, I, I would have been at like around like 20 or 30.
3: Right. I mean, I, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Except, except for the people that like, you know, when you roll like a couple inches, they, they stick their Ford Escort in front of you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I
0: know. I so, know. Yeah. All right, Carl. I'm, I'm glad you got through it
1: okay.
3: Hey, have a good one, guys. Right, you yeah. too. Yeah. Right, Very you
1: zen go. of Carl, by the way. Hey, what are you going to do? I uh, think that's a good outlook on situations like that. Yeah, you know, there have been times when we've
0: all been caught up in in traffic like that, and we rarely see major traffic problems like that around here. It's almost a it's a real rarity. But when it happens, he's right. There's nothing you can do. Uh, you, you you can't get off the side of the highway. Everyone else is trying that. That's all jammed up. Alternate routes are jammed up. You know, there's, there's, there's. you're completely powerless to do anything but just sit there and wait it out like every other sap around you.
1: Yep. It is what it is. And by the way, we're still waiting to hear on the phone lines from Ernest Fickling and Cassandra Wilder who were involved in that drug bust, which also included a search of their BMW and their yeah. Porsche Cayenne on State Street in
0: Springfield. I don't think they'll be allowed a second phone call.
1: Yeah, and, and you don't think that their cars were involved in that uh, traffic pileup yesterday, huh?
0: Well, I would hope uh, for their sake it would not be.
1: The Westfield Police Department Detective Bureau asking for the public's help in identifying two men suspected of attempting to rob a corner store back on July 28th. According to Westfield Police, two male individuals entering the new corner variety Crown Street location around 8 p.m. on that day in question. Once inside the store, police say they, and I'm reading from the report here, Police said the suspects covered their faces and attempted to rob the store. One man, quote, reportedly placed a paper bag over his hand to conceal it and demanded money. Now, I think they meant to write head, but maybe this is the latest in... No, 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 this makes perfect sense. You put a
0: paper bag over your hand. Yes. And you pretend like there's a gun in the bag in your hand.
1: Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Haven't
0: you ever knocked over a liquor store I, it's or been a, a while. bank?
1: It's been a while.
0: Do it today. This is what I want you to do. I okay, want okay. you to right. get yourself a gun.
1: You take notes. Or, you don't even need yep. a gun. Okay. Pretend you
0: have a gun. Right.
1: So use your finger, like, extended like uh, the finger guns. Right. And okay. then get
0: yourself a plastic ba- a, a paper bag right. a, and, 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 like, cinch it at your wrist uh-huh. maybe with, like, a rubber band or okay. something. Mm-hmm walk into any liquor store and say hi i'm dave coombs from rock 102 this is a stick up all right and see what happens to you yeah i would like to know you know what i think this would be a wonderful sociological experiment and all i right. would like to see some information by the end of the day
1: all right and and it's a paper bag not a plastic bag right that wouldn't do the no, same you, thing no or- you don't want cuz if you, if it's a plastic bag they'll see right
0: through what yeah, you're trying to do I see and what with, you a, mean. with a paper bag yep. They don't know whether you're holding on to a gun mm-hmm. or whether you're just holding a finger. All right. I think you should try it. I'll give it a shot. Give it a go. Um, I'm not going to be available for your first phone call to bail you out. but <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm sure, well, no, I just got a very busy schedule today. But there may be somebody out there that, that would. Bail you out? I don't know if it's your girlfriend or Steve or. I
1: think Carl, who we just talked to. I'd like to see Carl help bail me out. He seemed very reasonable on the phone a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, give it a shot. We'd like to learn some information here. Yeah, Carl, call back. Give me your number. I'll make you my first call. The Basketball Hall of Fame. Never heard of them. What do they do over there? (laughs) They released their class of 2022 weekend schedule yesterday. So on Friday, September 9th, there'll be an autograph session and a tip-off enshrinement celebration and an awards gala at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. We'll, uh, We'll talk more in depth about this next hour. On Saturday, the actual enshrinement ceremony and red carpet show will occur at Symphony Hall here. So, yes, we got that going for us, which is nice. And we will talk more about that next hour. And we will hear from Mayor Dom Sarno on this issue as well. I have an interesting clip from him that he All gave right. to Western Mass News. And finally, Six Flags New England seeking hundreds of positions as it prepares to launch the annual Fright Fest. Coming up this Saturday, they're going to have an event as they seek 200 monsters, zombies, and ghouls to roam the theme park. Yes, that means you. You could become a key player in the Fright Fest annual event at Six Flags New England. So at the fair, singers, dancers, ghosts, and ghouls will be scouted. It says here, make sure to bring your best scare and scream. And a one- to two-minute comic monologue or an up-tempo song Mm. or a dance combination or a zombie walk could also... Boost you along to getting a position.
0: you know this is a very popular thing that uh, Six Flags does. Mm-hmm. um But there are times, like say when the Big E is going on, mm-hmm. that's like the best time to go to Six Flags right? because you know everyone's at the Big E.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Towards the end of it, when it's uh, October, uh you know uh, Fright Fright Fest and the Big E uh, you know, are simultaneously going on. Mm-hmm. So we've gone to Six Flags uh, during this, and you know I'm sure people love it. I think I guess you know I'm at the age now where I just really want to go to the next ride. Yeah, and sometimes these these youngsters were working hard to scare you, kind of in my way.
1: Well, I'm thinking I'm of trying. Applying. To
0: sta- I'm trying to get in line for the next hour and a half.
1: I hear you, but I'm going to apply. I think the starting rate for the zombies and other. Scare folks at Fright Fest, $14.25 per hour. Some positions, $15 an hour.
0: Well, you may not have time to do that because after this whole experiment with the paper bag mm-hmm. and the fake gun. I got gotcha. you. And the liquor store, you may be tied up for a little bit. All right.
1: 6.45 on the Back Steve and Dave Show with Steve out today. And coming up next in the Mass Hat, a Starbucks barista has gone viral. We'll explain that story straight ahead on Rock 102. Honey, you- Rock
0: 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 and Led Zeppelin. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock
1: 102. It's like their lyrics were tailor-made for Western Mass. Keep it cool. Try and keep it cool, anyway. We've got a heat advisory is going to be in effect for tomorrow and Friday, according to the National Weather Service. We'll have highs in the mid to high 90s, and that's just the temperature alone. The heat index could make it feel like it's over 100 for Thursday and Friday. Right now it's 66 here in East Longmeadow. We're going to hit highs of about 90 degrees with lots of sunshine today. So bear that in mind. Number to reach us, 293-1021. Hello, Rock 102. Hey, this is Carl. You told me to call back. (laughs) Carl, will you be my first call if I get busted in a robbery later today? You bet
3: your ass I would.
1: Excellent. Well, that's nice. Uh, First support I've had of any kind on this show. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But you know what the problem is, though? People are actually starting to arm themselves, and they'll just shoot back.
1: Yeah, that is a good warning, actually. Well, that's that's why I think
0: this is a a wonderful sociological experiment. I want to see what happens. (laughs) Sure you do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a very good social experiment. I really don't. You know,
1: you just never know. All right. Make sure, make yourself yeah. available between the hours of 1 and 4 this afternoon, Carl, just in case. I got you. All right.
0: I'm here. All right. Thanks, Carl.
1: Appreciate yeah, ne- that. Never
0: say no mm-hmm. to science. You know, science is, a, is an important thing for us. And so, you know, this is a, a scientific experiment in a, in a very real way.
1: All right. And uh, since you're suggesting this whole thing back, should I wear a Rock 102 t-shirt while I pull off this heist? Uh, I don't, don't want to add too, much, uh, too many rules here, but right. you know, that wouldn't hurt. All right. See what I can do for you later today.
2: Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then
1: crown their ass.
2: Here's today's mass hat. Tomorrow it'll
1: probably be me, but for today it's a customer at a Starbucks where a barista has gone viral. Her name is Kaylee Cernan. She's gone viral because of the order she prepares every morning for a regular customer at this Starbucks at an unnamed location. She actually posted it to her social media account, and she says that she prepares for an unidentified customer a regular cup of coffee with 18 packets of sugar. 18? That's like a sugar sludge by the time uh, you're done with it. She pours the sugar packets into one cup, before emptying them onto the coffee. So she measures it out very carefully. She counts carefully 18 packets of sugar. She posted the video of herself preparing the drink, along with the caption, quote, nothing could have prepared me for hearing this order for the first time.
0: I mean, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I can't stand sugar in my coffee anyway. Yeah. I don't don't like it, but... but uh, I like 18? a little
1: bit, I mean, but not 18. I
2: might mean, I
0: criticized the guy once because he put five in. I thought that was excessive. If you can't get enough sweetness out of one, maybe mm. two. Right. But 18? Yep.
1: She, does the dude have any teeth left? And if you think that's bad, along with this story about the Starbucks barista, there's a note at the bottom. Also, it says, University of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis places mayonnaise in his morning coffee. Jesus. Right. There was a thing on uh, online
0: a while back about mm-hmm. people who were putting butter in their coffee. Yeah, and the purpose of doing this is apparently it was supposed to help memory.
1: Oh, okay. it was supposed
0: to aid in in memory, and right. I think what you you found was. Is that when you put butter in your coffee, you remembered how gross it is to put butter in your coffee? Yeah. So in a way, it helps restore your memory of how awful something was. Well,
1: I mean, they say you know butter makes everything better when it comes to food items that you might enjoy in a restaurant, but not coffee. No, I don't. I don't, I don't need grease in my coffee. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's six fifty-six on the back Steve and Dave show. That's your Mass Hat for today. I'll do what I can to become the Mass Hat tomorrow morning on the show. You're coming already, up, you already <laughs> off to a hello start. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk in depth about the announcement from the Basketball Hall of Fame yesterday. All about its plans for the twenty twenty-two inductions, both here and in Connecticut. And straight ahead in the 102-second sports, we'll give you the lowdown on all the trades that occurred before the trade deadline yesterday. That's straight 3- into 8 a.m. Just about 7 a.m. on Rock 102. Right now, mid-60s for the high at the moment. We're going to head up to highs near 90 for today, mid to high 90s for tomorrow with a heat index warning issued by the National Weather Service for tomorrow into Friday. The weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. Noonan NoonanEnergy.com. <laughs> is the place to go online. (laughs) NFL football coming back just in time. Starting tomorrow with the Jaguars and the Raiders on NBC, the Patriots' first preseason game is next Thursday against the Giants. Also, the Dolphins were severely punished yesterday by the NFL, all because of that little thing they had going on with Tom Brady a couple of years ago where they were negotiating with him to bring him to Miami. So the Dolphins got docked first and third-round picks and they also had a couple of their executives fine $2 million for tampering violations that were, quote, unprecedented in scope and severity. The Dolphins also, it says, according to the NFL, had, quote, impermissible communications with quarterback Tom Brady while he was under contract to the Patriots. Elsewhere in baseball... Red Sox beat Houston 2-1 to yesterday. Seattle over the Yankees 8-6. to And Washington beat the Mets 5-1. to And L.A. Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully passing away at the age of 94.
2: But the game right
0: now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable,
2: the impossible
1: has happened. Vin Scully with his call of... Uh, Kirk Gibson's legendary home run in the World Series in 1984. You know,
0: that was pretty big. Well, that's better than the smashing the hearts and dreams of Red Sox fans like you did last hour.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to bring that back in. Now hear this at the end of this hour in case you missed, Vince <laughs> Scully. Oh, oh, good. Let me widen my stance so you kick me <laughs> a little bit harder. All right. And by the way, big trades yesterday in Major League Baseball as the trade deadline was in effect at 6 p.m. The Red Sox acquired Eric Hosmer, solving their problems at first base. And the Padres won the Juan Soto sweepstakes, getting that superstar from the Nats in exchange for a bunch of prospects. That's it for your 102-second sports. Bax has more on the Sox deals straight ahead in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. Cheryl's cat
2: never leaves her lap. Did Steve lose weight? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Man, what an exciting day yesterday in Major League Baseball. You had teams making deals, trading players, moving guys here. They're moving guys somewhere else. Teams wheeling and dealing all over the place, all in the name of trying to bolster lineups and helping teams step things up. For example... The San Diego Padres traded five players to the Washington Nationals to land Juan Soto and some other guy in what's being described as one of the biggest deadline trades in history. And it is a doozy. So what did the Red Sox do this week? Well, according to all of my well-placed sources, the Red Sox got first baseman Eric Hosmer, second baseman Max Ferguson, outfielder Corey Razier, and a big stack of cash from the Padres for pitcher Jay Groom. And on Monday... They made a trade with the Chicago White Sox for catcher Reese McGuire, Cash, and a player to be named later for Jake Diekman. They also traded catcher Christian Vasquez to Houston for a couple of minor leaguers. And they picked up outfielder Tommy Pham on Monday from Cincinnati in exchange for another player to be named later or for Cash, whatever they finally decide. So how did the Red Sox do? Well, I think it's safe to say that the Red Sox still have a very good chance of not being very good for the remainder of the season. First, Eric Hosmer turned down a deal to go to the Nationals and decided to accept playing for our last place team instead. I think you have to respect that. And with Tommy Pham on the Red Sox roster, I'm sure he'll be putting that 238 batting average to good use for the rest of the year, just as his contract expires. In other words, if you were waiting on that giant game-changing blockbuster to come around Fenway Park, I hate to break the bad news to you, but I don't think that's what you got since I think the cash considerations they got will probably be more valuable. But hey, another my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ever walk into a hardware store and say, Hey, Jeffrey, I need a new cord for this lamp, or I need a small bracket like this thing. Jeffrey is a hardware wizard, the kind of guy you're hoping to find at any hardware store. But you're only going to find him at the Palmer Rockies. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and 38 special with back
1: Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Highs near 90 for today with lots of sunshine. And then for tomorrow into Friday, a heat warning in effect from the National Weather Service with highs in the mid to high 90s and the heat index making it feel like it'll be over 100 degrees.
0: I don't want the show to seem like we're only talking about like a handful of things. Uh, and that's all we ever get around to talking about. I'd like to think we talk about broader stuff. But when a story like this comes out yesterday about the Basketball Hall of Fame, you have to con- continue to scratch your head and go, hey, what the deuce with all of this?
1: Wait a minute, Bax. Do we have the capacity on the show to handle this story right now with if- all the other things we're doing or not? Well, I think we
0: have as much capacity as anybody else is going to give you. In okay. fact, we may be able-, able to expound on this even further than what you've seen. This is the place to be when it comes to discussions like this. I see what you did there. (laughs) So Western Mass News reports this story yesterday. The Mm -hmm. plans for this year's Basketball Hall of Fame in Shryman have been released, and only some of those events will be taking place in Springfield. Mayor Dominic Mm -hmm. Sarno said the Basketball Hall of Fame is contracted to have some of their events elsewhere. But he's excited to welcome the enshrinement back to Springfield. The city of Springfield is well known for being the birthplace of the popular sport of basketball, with the Basketball Hall of Fame drawing people from all over the place, especially during their annual enshrinement ceremony. Mm -hmm. The Hall recently had their Class of 2022 weekend schedule, uh, or at least released it. On Friday, September 9th, a Class of uh, 2022 autograph, uh, there will be an autograph session for the Class of 2022 the tip-off enshrinement celebration, and awards gala all being held at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Hmm. On Saturday, September 10th, the actual enshrinement ceremony itself will be done at Symphony Hall in Springfield.
1: With a red carpet show along with it.
0: Of course, you need the, you need the red carpet because uh, that's how people know what building to get into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, however, there won't be days held in Springfield, especially now that... COVID-19 restrictions have been completely lifted. Uh, Or or Actually, why won't both those days be held in Springfield? Uh, According to Dom Sarno, uh, there is a contractual agreement with Mohegan Sun and the Basketball Hall of Fame. A 10-year-long contract. Now, think about that for just a second. As we've been sitting here for the last couple of years wondering why the Basketball Hall of Fame would have a good deal of their ceremonies, almost two-thirds of their ceremonies in Connecticut. What you realize is, is their, uh, their lack of commitment to this community has resulted in 10-year-long contracts being signed uh, to prevent all that other stuff from coming up for Springfield, 69 miles away, where we have everything here they could ever possibly need, a civic center, a symphony hall a casino, uh, loads of restaurants and hotels. Everything that they need is here in their backyard. And yet they still have a 10-year
1: contract with Mohegan Sun. Yeah, the enshrinement ceremonies this year will feature a group of 13 inductees, including Manu Ginobili from the San Antonio Spurs, Tim Hardaway, the great point guard, and George Carl, the great coach of NBA fame, and also Swin Cash, the college basketball superstar now here's my problem with all of this
0: if you were around long enough and and, and you know you're pretty uh, new to the area so let me give you a little bit of background okay mm-hmm. in 20 in 22 uh, in 2002 the uh, the basketball Hall of Fame opened up their new building they had been in the old building about a hundred yards away for many many years but then they wanted to get a brand new building. And one of the things that happened during this conversation about getting a new building is that the Hall of Fame said, hey, listen, if we don't get a new building, we are going to move to Orlando, Florida, Mm -hmm. where, as you know, I believe Dr. James Naismith uh, used to vacation when he would take his family to Disney uh, or to uh, Universal.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize those theme parks were open back during his time but maybe
0: at least it is speculation on my part
1: the plots of land were there
0: anyway now in an effort to not lose the basketball hall of fame the state of massachusetts agreed to pay for the hall of fame to be built Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't leave massachusetts the cost of that building 20 years ago was 47 million dollars okay so they moved to the new building Mm -hmm. they make these wild projections about crowds that they expect which they have had a very difficult time meeting those initial projections, and we had a $47 million facility at the riverfront, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful building, beautiful museum. Maxis has been there for a, a good long time. Uh, You know, Plan B's been there for a while. They got a couple new tenants. That subway, I think, has been in there for almost the entire stretch. And Mm -hmm. it's a damn good one. And the inside of the
1: hall itself, I think, has been improved with some uh, updates. Yes. And some dazzling new displays and interactive games and things like that. I'm glad
0: you brought that up, Mm -hmm. Dave, because those new updates uh, were put in place just this year. Mm Mm-hmm that cost 25 million dollars in taxpayer money so basically what we're talking about is over the last 20 years it's 72 million dollars in taxpayer money to keep this facility in massachusetts and yet most of their induction uh, ceremonies apart from the actual enshrinement ceremony is done in Connecticut. Yeah,
1: and that 72000000 million you're talking about, all provided by the taxpayers of Massachusetts, Massachusetts and by Springfield agencies.
0: Yes. The issue here is they have a 10-year contract mm-hmm. which turns their back against the Springfield community. Ten
1: years. Yes, and imagine the influx and injection of money and revenue that would stream in. For the residents well, of Springfield, here's the if thing. all of the ceremonies were held here, right? Here's the thing. There
0: was a time when all the ceremonies yeah. were held here. Right. And restaurants and hotels, yep. the Sheridan, the the Marriott, mm-hmm. the Hilton Garden Inn, uh, you know, all of those uh, those hotels mm-hmm. were at capacity right? because everybody was staying downtown. Right. Everybody coming in from out of town sure. and needed a place to stay. And then you also had restaurants that were benefiting from this. I'm sure many of you have uh, seen the stories and pictures of Hall of Famers going to Theodore's and uh, going to Max's and going to the fort and going to other places,
1: all showing up on enshrinement weekend, not going to Mohegan, staying in Springfield. Well, and and you know what also strikes me as odd is that with Mohegan and... MGM Springfield vying for the same entertainment dollar you would think that MGM Springfield would be also extra upset at this deal with a casino yes, in Connecticut but of course there's a
0: 10-year contract right and I can't believe that a 10-year contract wasn't signed just before we were having conversations about bringing a casino to Springfield mm-hmm. I have to believe right that they knew that was coming it wasn't a surprise to them either it just you know, th- the problem for me is, you know, when I first got here in 1995 and mm-hmm. Joe O'Brien was the president of the Basketball Hall of Fame back then, they were at the old building and they actually used to do things with the community. Mm-hmm. There was a three on three basketball tournament that we used to happen downtown every year. That was a cool event. Yeah. We used to do stuff with the Hall of Fame all the time. We did a- an event called Lunch with the Legends where they'd invite a bunch of uh, you know hall of famers to have lunch with with people and with kids and every kid would get a basketball and a sharpie mm-hmm. and all these hall of famers would sign basketballs for the kids It's the wonderful event yep where are those events where are they I'll tell you what they're not in Springfield the other thing is did you realize that when they've had uh, years like I think uh, like they're in the Larry Bird in enshrinement they use the civic center because they just because of the of the crowd that sure. they expected. Sure. Sure. Well, they charged top dollar for anybody that wanted to go. They charged top dollar at the uh, at the Symphony Hall for for that event. Uh, so affordable
1: for the average human being here in West. No, America.
0: not at all. <laughs> Do you know how what it is to uh, to attend the baseball Hall of Fame Enshrinement ceremonies in Cooperstown? I believe it's free. It's free. Yes. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And. You could ask, well, is taxpayer money paying for the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York? I don't know the answer to that. But yet, it's free. But you can never get a free ticket. You have to know somebody to get a ticket to go to the, the ceremonies here in Springfield. Yeah. And once those ceremonies is over, where does everybody go? Into their limousines to Mohegan Sun, yeah. 69
1: miles away. It's very sad. You know, uh, I broadcast in Syracuse for years and years, as you know, and was heavily no, involved. this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Heavily involved with the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Very proud of that particular museum. Used to talk about it all the time. Used to travel and go there and visit some of the restaurants and some of the uh, memorabilia shops in Cooperstown. And when I made the move here, coming essentially back home to an area where I lived as a child... This was two years ago now. I returned to Springfield. M- my initial excitement has been dampened by the recent results because what I wanted to do is i think one of the big things for me was, man, I'm going back home to Western Mass, Springfield. I can talk a lot about the Basketball Hall of Fame. I can visit it for the first time because yep. I've never been before because my dad is in it as a member of the high school championship team from 1955 or something like that. Yeah.
0: Now I'm not sure I want to go. Well, so here's the thing. I posted this story online yesterday, and there's a lot of people who are saying, "Ah, oh, boycott the Hall of Fame." Mm-hmm. I want to tell you to not do that, because I don't think boycotts are really the issue here. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, I think if anything, you should still go to Max's. You should still go to the uh, the place to be. Mm-hmm. Still go to Coalstone. Yep. If you're inside and you're hungry, and, and and there are no seats anywhere else, I suppose you can go to the the, the 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 subway. Plan B is still a, a, a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Go to those places. Right. They deserve your business. So does Uno. So does the Hilton. So does LA Fitness. Are you, uh, looking, if you're looking to start a, file a lawsuit, the uh, PSRB law firm would be more than happy to take your case or Wait. at least consult with you. Something's missing from that list. But the Hall of Fame itself is mm. still a great museum. I'm, I'm yes. thrilled that they're still here. I think enshrinement is great for Springfield. All I'm saying is I wonder why this was allowed to happen. Did nobody intercede when it was learned that they were negotiating with Mohegan Sun to bring some of their events down there? And I th- and I just think it's unfortunate because it just shows a level of arrogance mm-hmm. to me that they would even consider bringing this out to another state
1: after being propped up by
0: taxpayer money here yep. in Massachusetts. Well,
1: it's such a short ride to Mohegan Sun, too. No,
0: it's not <laughs> a kidding. short ride to Mohegan Sun. What is a short ride is the walk you can you can take from the Hall of Fame parking lot mm-hmm. to MGM yep. or to the uh, or, or to the Civic Center yep. or to any of the hotels that surround uh, you know downtown Springfield. It's just it, it, there's such a a real disingenuous part of this. Never mind the Mayflower Marathon. That's you know that will resolve itself. But when you look at a story like this and you say, "My god, Springfield is the home of basketball. We're the town that paid money for you to stay. We were the town that paid money for you to fix things." We're the town where you've talked to some of your tenants who all live in the area about, you know, how much they have to spend to fix your roof. I got to tell you, I'm I'm disgusted by their decisions on 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 what they want to be here in Springfield.
1: Yeah. It sounds to me like they don't really want to be in Springfield. I'm excited to go see my dad inside the Basketball Hall of Fame, but I think I may just postpone my gratification a little longer.
0: Again, I, I'm I'm not a fan of boycotts. No. I don't I don't really see the the uh, the necessity or the effectiveness of that. But I just I just know that the next time they're going to be looking for taxpayer dollars to change light bulbs, I'm not going to feel real good about knowing where that money is going. I hear you. It's uh, 724 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.
1: Alice Cooper on Rock 102 on the Back Steve and Dave show. I guess Alice Cooper has, in recent concerts, incorporated some of uh, Pink Floyd's school-themed music into the performance of that song as well. Mm-hmm. How
0: about that? Yeah. Uh, State Senator John Velas is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's loads of stuff to talk to him about, including uh, sports gambling here in massachusetts we'll get to the bottom of that after eight news is next on rock Seven we're back Stephen and dave on rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by j Smeagle roofing visit j it's
1: time for news here's dave coombs the basketball hall of fame released their class of 2022 weekend schedule yesterday so on friday september 9th the class autograph session will occur and a tip-off enshrinement celebration and an awards gala all to be held in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun. On Saturday, Symphony Hall will get the actual enshrinement ceremony and a red carpet show. Something we've been talking about here on Rock 102. We're getting phone calls as well. One guy telling us uh, all about a, another celebration you were at, right?
3: I went to Big Poppy's uh, induction uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, Jane Forbes Clark, the uh, the executive director of the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, she's got it to wear... You got everybody coming in from all across the country to visit the Hall of Fame and to be there for the enshrinement, and they don't have anything like that outdoors. It would be great to, you know, Van Horn Park or just somewhere where they can set up uh, to have, you know, the speeches and and all the uh, the, the past um, um, inductees coming down. They drew about forty thousand people just at Clark Field. For the induction and estimated probably even more than that yeah and I, I, I think I think you can't figure that out
0: I think what you have in Springfield is an event that has now become elitist and unattainable for people who live in Springfield and I think that's again it, it's a it's a more it's, it, it's a, a continual shameful decision on their part
3: oh yeah for sure they just they, you know open your eyes open your eyes and see what is available for this for the city you know, that 10-year contract, who, they, who knows what they're, what they're paying for this 10-year contract with with, uh, with Connecticut. Yep. The money that they would make just on one day alone brought in with 40,000, 50,000 people, basketball fans coming into the city, enjoying a nice outdoor day with family. But no, they, they have to have these events where they have to charge you for tickets, uh, you know, for a gala. You know, who wants that crap? You're, and you're who talking have, about you know, and, families.
0: And you're talking about tickets that can be as high as thousand dollars a shot. So think about that.
3: Exactly, and it's ridiculous. It's, you know, have it where? You, what about like you know the normal family with a few kids that you know that, that enjoy basketball that want to go to this event? There are lots of kids there. All the shops in Cooperstown were full of people. The bars, the restaurants. You couldn't even buy ice at the grocery store because ice was gone. All the hotels, you couldn't get a hotel within 30 miles of Cooperstown. We stayed in a a really nice Airbnb. I had to book it last year for that event for this year, for Poppy. And now it's like, come on, open your eyes. See what Jane Forbes Clark is doing down there. it's, It's just so ridiculous that Springfield doesn't do anything like this at all. They don't appease, they don't think of the... The, the average fan and a family of, of you know, with children that, that enjoy the game of basketball. Yep. It's in your birthplace.
0: You're absolutely in, right. In,
3: you know, come on. Hey, listen, we yeah, we, we, uh, ap- open your eyes.
0: we appreciate the call. Thank you very
1: much for call- for calling in. Yeah, you got it. Alright, so it's interesting, you know, he points out the Cooperstown ceremonies for baseball, and I think one of the initial thoughts about Springfield from somebody's standpoint, oh, it's too small of a place. we You know, we've got to have a bigger place. Well, Cooperstown ain't no big place. No. The and- population of Cooperstown, New York, is 1,800. <laughs> and they have a great celebration every well, year.
0: The uh, the population of Montville, Connecticut isn't exactly uh, <laughs> you know, huge either. Right? You know, I mean, the, the, one of the things that uh, that is absolutely true, and I think uh, the, the caller kind of hit on that, is the purpose for these buildings is to celebrate the game and the people that played it. And in basketball, I mean, you want to be able to promote the game of basketball and bringing Hall of Famers in, you know, has always been like a real level of excitement for the city. When for as long as I can remember, when the Hall of Famers are coming in, mm-hmm. uh, not just the guys that are being inducted into the the current class, but you know, all the old Hall of Famers, you get like 50, 60 Hall of Famers yep. all in town. That's exciting stuff. But when you make the Hall of Fame unattainable, To enjoy some of those events, bring it to a casino where a kid, you know, who loves basketball, 10-year-old kid can't get into a casino to see his favorite players. You know, a 10-year-old kid, you know, has to go 60 miles out of town in order to, you know, experience, you know, meeting, you know, heroes. You're not promoting the game of basketball if you're moving everything related to basketball 70 miles away. It just, you know. It is short-sighted. You know, you have an opportunity to, to be a part of this community which celebrates basketball one way or another, and then to choose to do all these things, it doesn't make any sense. Again, I'm not even talking about the Mayflower Marathon, and I'm not even bringing this up because of the Mayflower Marathon mm-hmm. and how uh, disappointed I am in their decision. I would have brought this up no matter what. It just, it's, it's bothersome to me that you can, you can take our money, build your facilities, clean them up and make them look nice and then walk away as if we didn't really matter to you in the first place
1: that bothers me we will hear from Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno in his interview with Western Mass News from yesterday all about the release of the weekend schedule with a basketball hall of fame that's coming up in about 10 minutes also perhaps we can ask Senator John Velas when he joins us next hour on the phone what he thinks about all of this and we'll get his thoughts on Amanda's Law and on the Massachusetts sports gambling bill that excludes restaurants and bars and also lawmakers' decision to scrap those stimulus checks which were promised to middle-income residents in Massachusetts. All that coming up with Senator John Velas next hour. Coming up, Tomorrow and Friday, we'll have oppressive summer heat returning to Massachusetts, highs in the mid to high 90s with the heat index making it feel like it's going to be over 100 in places like Greenfield, Springfield, Hartford and Boston. So bear that in mind. Get your AC units all set to go or make plans to go to the mall or something like that. Elsewhere, drivers advised to avoid traveling north yesterday on nine, on uh, Interstate 91 from the Connecticut State Line to Springfield's MGM exit, a big tractor-trailer crash causing a massive two-hour traffic buildup yesterday afternoon. Commuters had to find alternate routes between 4 and 6 p.m. as crews worked to clear the highway traffic at a standstill. And Um, no serious injuries, which is amazing to me. Yeah, we we actually heard from one of the guys stuck in that traffic jam last hour, and he was saying the same thing based on what he saw of the wreckage, unfathomable, that nobody was hurt. The big standstill on the Longmeadow portion of I-91 North during that juncture.
0: A lot of angry people in Longmeadow. Yes. Yes.
1: Another traffic situation that was horrifying from a couple of years ago, a forensic toxicologist testifying at the trial of a West Springfield man who prosecutors say was at fault in that Randolph, New Hampshire crash that killed seven motorcyclists. The toxicologist telling the court earlier this week that they took the man's blood after the crash occurred and found traces of heroin. And also, the man involved in the crash had two baggies of cocaine and admitted to ingesting heroin and cocaine the morning before the crash occurred. Now, his lawyer did state that there was no evidence his client was impaired at the time of the crash, but this leaves them with a lot of work in the court case.
0: Oh, my God. You know, I, you know how this guy was able to drive for that
1: company is beyond me. I just I don't get it. Yeah. Good luck sorting that out. We'll give you updates on that as we get it. Several Walgreens locations in Hampton County, Hampshire County, and Franklin County have had their pharmacies temporarily closed. And Western Mass News Inquiring apparently had the same situation happening at stores in East Hampton, Westfield, Chicopee, and Holyoke, they were told. The result of staffing challenges due to the ongoing labor shortage and the impact of COVID-19. Walgreens telling Western mass news that they anticipate staffing will improve by the end of this month through September.
0: But well, I hope so because yeah. honestly if you uh, if you know a pharmacist, they're uh, they're like at their end of their rope mm-hmm. counting all those pills, the butter knife, you know it's very good very strenuous job. And when you consider you know the volume of pills that they're dealing with every day and, and, and medications, right? And you're understaffed. I mean, you, you you can't catch a break. You know, the, there's a reason why, like the CVS's, have now specified a time when the pharmacist can go on a lunch break. Yeah, I've seen. They had to do that. Yeah, because there's nobody else that can do what they do, mm-hmm. and by law, they need to be able to step away for a few minutes, eat something, and get back. Because otherwise, there's no way they could have done it. Right. It would have been mayhem if they were eating. If they were that short-staffed and and having to eat a lunch in the middle of their day.
1: Yeah. Staffing problems exist all over the board, but certainly at pharmacies, it's being hit the hardest. Coming up in just a few minutes, and now hear this, we will hear from Mayor Dom Sarno about the Hall of Fame announcement regarding their induction ceremonies this year. And we'll also have the Vin Scully clip that Bax hated hearing earlier this morning, so get yourself ready for that once again, Bax. On the occasion of the death of broadcasting legend (sighs) Vin Scully... And also, an interesting clip from the folks at Tito's Vodka. All that straight ahead, and now hear this on Rock 102. The fluent and McDonald's deal, because sometimes. mm.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 750 and Van Halen. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Time's ticking along, and the
1: temperature keeps rising. We're getting close to 70 already. We're going to hit highs of close to 90 today. And then tomorrow there's a heat index warning it'll be mid 90s to high 90s with the heat index making it feel like it could go over 100 that's according to the national weather service
0: speaking of tomorrow comedian marty caproni will be in the studio he'll be uh playing at uh at comics uh, this weekend so that'll be a uh, very cool so marty caproni tomorrow and senator john velas coming up next hour
1: right now
2: now hear this now hear this i'm Sorry to hear that. neck noise, dude. Hear
3: ye,
2: hear ye, hear ye. Now, hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning.
1: Clip number one from Western Mass News. They interviewed Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno about the Basketball Hall of Fame and their plans for induction weekend to include some events at Symphony Hall in Springfield and others at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Here's Mayor Sarno.
4: I'd like to see a continued effort, especially when this contractual negotiation is done, to house and have every event here that the Basketball Hall of Fame does. I'd like to see more community events, especially free community events. That's
1: Mayor Sarno with his interview on Western Mass
0: News. He's absolutely right. That's exactly what they should do. Whether they do it or not is anyone's guess. You know what else I have a question about? Mm-hmm. When this 10-year contract ends, does Mohegan Sun have a right of first refusal mm. to renew that contract? Because in a lot of contracts, you know, you can't just end it and not negotiate with mm-hmm. them in, yeah. in good fit. You have to negotiate and place it maybe place it against a better offer. Maybe it's, you know, MGM or other parts of Springfield. Sure. But I wonder if that's included in their in their contract. And if it is, that's
1: problematic, too. Well, and I wonder if the contract can be broken, if there are any clauses that would allow it to be broken earlier than the 10-year span. I don't know. It's a very good question. Well, again, we can talk to Senator John Velas about that and other things coming up after 8. Clip number two from Tito's Vodka. So are they going to follow the trend and put out a seltzer? Here's an
2: ad from Tito's. There comes a time when every alcohol brand must ask, should we make a seltzer? And our answer is no. Introducing Tito's in a can. It's literally an empty can that we're selling. That's right. You add the Tito's and the soda and the lime and whatever. We don't make seltzers. You do. (laughs)
1: Love it. It's a $20 reusable can that they're selling from Tito's,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't need that when I have my solo cups, you know, for dirt cheap from the dollar store. Yeah,
1: but you got a solo cup, and do you have a top on the solo cup, and do you have a, a sippable straw area? I don't I mean, need I don't that.
0: Know. I don't need that. I don't, I don't mind my drink getting all uh, exposed to the elements. Hmm.
1: I still give credit to Tito's for a little tongue in cheek advertising. There you go to promote their new can. I like it in the can. I've said that before on the show. I don't really know if I want to hear that ever again. <laughs> Ben Scully died at the age of ninety-four. The legend, think. legendary broadcaster, Dodgers, NFL, PGA golf—he goes way back, and he's called some big games in the past, including this one. Sorry, backs.
2: So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes <sighs>
1: Yeah, Vince Scully with that legendary call, among others. Yeah, let me tell
0: you something. Let me tell you something there, Sonny Boy. Everyone wants to point the finger at Billy Buck. If it weren't for that one day, that one bad night, Billy Buckner would be in the Hall of Fame because he would have deserved it with a brilliant career mm-hmm. between the Red Sox and the Cubs and everything else in his in his lifetime. You want to start pointing fingers? You point the finger at John McNamara who decided to pull Bob bloated fat ass Stanley out of the bullpen and have him throw a pass ball and a and a meatball to to. To, to Mookie in the 10th uh, in the, in the inning. If anyone's to blame, it's Bob Stanley and John McNamara. They should have left Bill Buckner alone. Such a shame that Buckner's kids suffered because of that when they went to school I'm telling spaces. you, that guy would—he had 3,000 hits in his career. Yep, that guy should have been in the Hall of Fame. Well,
1: still should. Yeah, and don't blame Vince Scully for crying out loud—he just was calling now, the game I, there. No,
0: but I'm blaming you for bringing that up. That, you're picking at old scabs right, right now. I'm getting PTSD
1: reactions out of this. I'll play one more Scully clip just to sort of cleanse the palate a little bit. Toward the end of his lifetime, and again, he recently passed away at the age of 94. He got the honor of throwing out the first pitch himself. During a World Series game. Here he was, mic'd up, heading to the mound.
0: You know what I'm thinking right now?
2: Somewhere up in heaven, Duke Snyder, Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, and Gil Hodges are laughing their heads off. Look who's throwing out the first ball at the World Series. Vince Scully. Meanwhile, you
0: had 15,000 children in the stands asking their dads,
1: Who is he talking about again? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Who were those guys? But the fact that he was around, Vince Scully, was around to actually broadcast the exploits of those players and right up until the end, the exploits of guys like Yasiel Puig and Clayton Kershaw and others. I mean, that is a long career. Well, if I'm not
0: mistaken, Vince Scully was Abner Doubleday's math tutor.
1: (laughs) I'll have to check the facts on that. Mm-hmm. It's 7.56 on the Back Steve and Dave Show. Again, Senator John Velas coming up next hour and the 102-second sports next on Rock 102.
0: Seven or seven. So. The following takes place between 8 a.m and 9 a.m.
1: It is 8 o'clock on rock 102 oppressive summer heat returning to Massachusetts to close the week tomorrow we'll have temperatures in the mid to high 90s for today highs of close to 90 but again that heat index warning for tomorrow from the National Weather Service who's projecting that uh, it may make it feel like it's over 100 degrees from tomorrow midday through Friday, midday, so bear that in mind. Places like Greenfield, Springfield, and Hartford will feel over 100 tomorrow. Again, for today, highs just around 90, and the weather is brought to you by Aquateek Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing, 730 Union Street in West Springfield with Aquatique Pools. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Baseball, the Red Sox beat the Astros 2-1, to And the Sox acquired the solution to their first base issues. Bobby Dalbeck, Travis Shaw, and Franchi Cordero gave us pretty much diddly squat over the first 105 games. But Eric Hosmer, acquired in the trade with Kansas City and Houston and others, brings his big bat and his great glove to first base for the Red Sox for the remainder of the season. Also a big deal yesterday. Padres getting Juan Soto from the Washington Nats in exchange for a bunch of prospects. Elsewhere on the field yesterday, Seattle beat the Yankees 8-6, to Washington over the Mets 5-1, to and sadly, Vin Scully passing away at the age of 94. The legendary Dodgers broadcaster called a lot of big...
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8 and Tom Petty with back Stephen Dave and Rock
1: 102. Oppressive summer heat returning to Massachusetts tomorrow and Friday, unless our next guest can put a stop to it.
0: I don't think he's going to put a stop to everything. In fact, he's in support of a lot of stuff. And on the phone right now uh, from the 2nd Hampton and Hampshire District, it's State Senator uh, John Velas. Good morning, John. How you doing?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. It's great to be back. Yeah, if I have the power to uh, do something about this heat. I'd probably be in a in a different field right now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't. I don't think you got that kind of pull. Even, even, even there in Boston, I don't think there's much you can do. Hey, I want to. I want to ask you about. Uh, so this week, uh, the legislature passed uh, this the uh, the the sports gambling law, and uh, it still awaits the governor's signature. But there's some questions about, you know, what is, you, you know, what is good and bad about this thing. And I know that uh, you have been involved in talking about whether it is fair to disallow restaurants and bars from also being a part of, of, of this action. Tell, tell me about what the what your thoughts are about this.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's something. When we, when we started drafting all of these bills, the conversation that came up really on a recurring basis was, if we're going to do this, are we going to allow licenses for, you know, the small bars, the restaurants? And, and it just made a whole lot of sense to me when I would sit down for the advocates for this, that, that, that we should do that. I mean, it's, it's widely known that they've gone through just a whirlwind of a couple of years you know, with COVID. But even before that, um, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge proponent in giving them to the places that have invested significant capital infrastructure, the MGMs, the Encores. But I don't think it would be a good idea for us to leave behind, again, the mom-and-pop restaurants and bars out there that should also be part of the solution. So the kind of one of the things that we heard in the Gaming Commission and other other I guess entities and groups that we spoke to was that it just would prevent a lot of challenges in terms of the types of license that could be issued, whether they could be competitive, et cetera. So really, I think the net result was a splitting of the differences where we created a commission to look at. And I want to be very clear here: creating a commission and a study. A lot of times as legislative speak for something is dead, this is not one of those commissions. This is one that's really going to look at other states, other jurisdictions that have done this and seeing if it could exist in the infrastructure, in the regulatory structure that the Gaming Commission is going to create. I, I, think, that's, I think that's really important to bring up. We, we passed the law, the bill rather, we're waiting for the governor's signature, but so much of this is going to be based on the Gaming Commission and the regulatory guidance that they issue. The, the so thing, the, that-
0: the thing I don't understand, John, and, and, and maybe you can clarify this. There seems to be something hypocritical about allowing a bar owner or a restaurant owner to have keno in their facility, but not be involved in this. I mean, to me, it's like, well, you, why can they have one and 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 not the other? And you know, it's it's also possible that if I'm a if I'm a customer of any of these places, all i got to do is pull up my cell phone and go on, uh, on FanDuel and, and do it there, too. Why not allow the facility to, to, to share in the profits of this?
4: No, I agree. I, I agree, and that's why I'm a huge proponent of it. I, and I guess my position right now, I guess, is live to fight another day. It's not just myself. There's a lot of colleagues, Senator Gomez, many others that believe in this. And I don't, I don't have a very good answer for that other than what we were told by multiple people, that it might just not be viable from a from a technology standpoint, from a regulatory standpoint. But that I want to be very clear, that, that's not an argument that I agree with, uh, but it's an argument that I have to live to fight another day on. I mean, we were getting to a point where the millions and millions of dollars that were just going to all of our surrounding states and all of the revenue needs that we have here in the Commonwealth, it was kind of a I, I guess, for legislative speak, for don't let perfect be the enemy of good. But, but, but trust me when I tell you, that's not something that I'm going to give up on. I know a lot of my colleagues aren't going to give up on because fair is fair. And to your point, I can imagine just a lot of people, I mean, if you look at it, I think there's probably a lot of people out there who just want to go to their, maybe their neighborhood bar, their neighborhood restaurant. They don't want to go to a casino. They're not in the mood for that type of a night. But they, they might want to place a wager. So they want to sit at the bar have some wings, drink a beer and order a, and bet, you know, like you said, pull up FanDuel, pull up DraftKings and bet out a game. It makes all the sense in the world to me. You know, we are where we are, but it's not, I can assure you, this is not period, end of the story. And again, a lot of this implementation is going to be the gaming commission in this implementation of the regulatory structure. And I think a lot of people forget about that. We have created, this is in the process of creating a whole new industry. We are in, uncharted territory so the the one good thing about massachusetts kind of pumping the brakes a little bit and looking at other jurisdictions is we've had a good idea about what's good what's bad what's kind of average but 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 i'm with you 100 it's 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 we we need to do that and that's something that we're going to continue to file to make sure that they have literally and figuratively a seat at the table so they can do that
1: so you're talking about a commission uh, being put together to talk about this. Uh, how quickly could that be convened, and who would be on that? committee? What types of people would be involved in that discussion?
4: Well, what I can tell you is the people that I want to be in that discussion are the stakeholders. The, the restaurants, the bars, much of that's going to be coming from the the, uh, the gaming commission. They've got their first public hearing actually tomorrow, where they're going to start to hear different... You know where should we go with this? Getting thoughts from people, and I really want to make sure the restaurants and the bars have a seat at the table. You know, the hope is that the the betting is up and running right before the Super Bowl, around that time, winter. But the but the, the regulatory structure part of this is going to be happening immediately, starting tomorrow with the Gaming Commission, and, and my hope is that. Every single person who's a stakeholder and people that want to be able to get a license in the future is these restaurants and bars. So my hope is that they're at the table, and that's certainly something I'm going to push for to get them a seat on the on the commission.
0: This is uh, State Senator John Veals on the phone. This, you know, explain to me, you know, this part of it. I know that the the end of the the legislative session w- ended this weekend. Was was this? And obviously, this has been a conversation that's been going on for a long time in the in the effort to get this thing out and passed did the anyone in the legislature say let's hold this part back until we have some more time to really get into this and then they passed it was i mean was it was it like that or was this just they left it off and then just, and and that was that
4: it, it was it was the type of thing, and this is something that I wasn't on the conference committee for this. But if you if you kind of paid attention to this a little bit in terms of the real contentious issues, it was the tax rate. It was whether or not you could have the the whistle to whistle advertising. In other words, could FanDuel and DraftKings advertise in the middle of a game while the game was going on? And then, of course, collegiate betting those were the real issues obviously the senate had an opinion the house had a various opinion and then what you saw was a lot of different compromises on that stuff again i think a lot of people not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good for this part of it this wasn't i don't think a a first-tier issue in terms of the back and forth and what were the most contentious issues but it was certainly just below that in terms of there's a lot of people who want, this in, who want this to be part of the solution and to have a, have a license for, again, these restaurants and bars. But the collegiate betting and whether or not to have it, which to me – and that's another thing I'd bring up, too. I don't think we should assume that everybody that was in the Senate was opposed to the collegiate betting and everybody that was in the House was for it. I mean, this is something that I've been very upfront about and unambiguous about, is I thought it would be very difficult to create this structure – this new environment, and and not include collegiate betting. So there 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 was issues, contentious issues, between the chambers and back and forth, but also within the chambers. There was difference of opinions. So it's kind of just getting all these different people and all these different opinions and all these different life experiences and kind of coming out with something. We knew we had to get a finished product done. We knew it had to be done by July 31st. In many instances this debate was a black and white issue. So you get what you can get across the finish line and what's left off you live to you live to fight another day. And that's kind of my synopsis of what I think happened throughout the past two years of this debate. I mean, as you folks know, this was legalized by the US Supreme Court more than four years ago. Think of all the revenue that you know it's been talked about yeah, we, it's tons, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And I think that got less of a conversation as of recently because of the fact that there's been so much money, both from the federal government and the state government. But, you know, I read the news. I listen to you guys. I, I know that we are a lot of economists think that we could be already in a recession or going that way. So this is not money that we should just be letting go. So I'm happy where we are. But but we need to we need to make sure everybody has the potential to kind of reap some of the benefits of this new industry
1: Uh, the question we had on our show was about the compromise that was struck for college sports gambling and how it allowed for the idea of gambling on say a massachusetts team that made it into march madness what about a massachusetts-based team that made it to a college football bowl game during that season
4: absolutely those are the exact same questions i was asking somewhat in a Facetious, sarcastic way. I mean, I said, well, "What if they make it to the NIT? They don't make it to the NCAA's, but they make it to mm-hmm. the NIT. If if they make a tournament, um, you can you can bet on it."
0: Yeah, but, but who feels really good about betting games on the NIT? You can't feel good about yourself if you're going to do that.
4: No, I just that that was me. <laughs> I think kind of in these conversations, just being a little bit of a you know what. Just mm-hmm. I, right. I, I again, I was I was really a believer in kind of the. The collegiate sports betting, including that in the package, as long as there were the safeguards in place to protect our athletes. You know, again, we heard loud and clear from the university presidents. I listened to what they had to say, thought it was an interesting perspective, but I thought it was something that we could implement the appropriate safeguards. And I think, again, that's more of the, the compromise between the, between the chambers to allow collegiate betting not on massachusetts team unless unless it's unless it's sports unless it's a tournament we, I mean, we, only only members of the legislature could come up with that type of a compromise <laughs> trust me we,
0: we don't have a whole lot of time here but i did want to ask you a little bit about uh, amanda's law amanda's bill uh yeah. this is also another one that is going to be uh, hopefully signed by the governor it basically uh punishes first responders from taking and sending pictures of crime scenes and victims you know, in in this case, is that you know, Chicopee police were involved. Uh, they took photographs of the Amanda Plass, uh, you know crime scene. Tell me about the the uh, about the, the about the enforcement of this. I mean, the, it's you're talking about a, a, possibly a year in jail or a two thousand dollar fine. I, I, I'm assuming that some people could say that this really is a personnel issue with specific police departments that they should be the ones making. Those kinds of decisions, whether they suspend or fire police officers from doing that, is the bill is any part of that bill kind of uh, you know, almost like overdoing it?
4: I mean I, this the facts of that pattern, I mean, I, I, I sit on the Judiciary committee and and Amanda's mother has testified any number of times, and just her testimony, testimony is absolutely heartbreaking. I, I see where you're coming from. Should this be handled? internally should it be something handled by the police departments i see the argument of that but this is so this was so just i mean it truly shocked the conscience. morally reprehensible taking these photos it'll be very clear the bill outlines exceptions for is this part of an investigation etc but to take the photos i mean think about how brutal of a crime scene these potentially could be and and unfortunately it was in this case and then sharing that, disseminating it. I don't, I don't think this is the type of thing that's going to result in jail time. Like many criminal statutes, you kind of have the extremes of both sides. But I, but I think some type of a fine um, and the potential for some type of criminal penalty, and a lot of times I don't think that's going to happen, but I think some type of a hefty fine, if it, if it seeks to deter something like this and something like Amanda's mother if she doesn't have to hear about this at a local soccer game and hear about it from friends that there's a picture going around of her daughter who just I mean it's a it's just such a it's such a difficult issue but I do think there is a need to do something because I do think in many instances that some the idea that there's a criminal law on the books can have some type of deterrent particularly for people who are first responders? Who, I, quite frankly, I think know better. I think the officers in question. I think they knew better. I think they made a boneheaded decision. You know, hopefully they learn their lesson. But now, if the governor signs this, having this on the books, it will let people know how just this is. Just this is. You just can't do this. And again, anybody who sat through that hearing from from Amanda's mom, as well as others, um, I think see the. I think to see the the logic of doing this. But I don't think it's an either or. I think internally I think these departments should also have the ability and the capacity to deal with it and should deal with it and I think it could be the type of thing like many criminal cases if there's an internal solution to this whether it be a you know a suspension with or without pay etc Maybe that's something that, again, if the governor signs this, the assistant district attorney who would have the case would look at it and exercise that discretion and say, you want to know what this individual in question has already been penalized. But but having it on the books, I think, is a good thing for the deterrent factor.
1: Uh, Ten-second answer, John. Uh, Quickly, middle-income residents going to get those stimulus checks, yes or no?
4: I think we will. I think it's going to be an informal thing this summer, and that is, to me, the most important topic that we need to talk about. They need to get them, and I'm going to do everything I can. Nine and a half seconds.
2: Very
0: good. <laughs> State Senator John Veal, it's great to talk to you. We'll catch in, uh, catch up with you soon again.
4: All right, guys, have a great day. Great to be back on here. Have a great day.
0: You too. Day 26 We're back, Stephen and Dave, and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing. It's uh, 828. We're back, Stephen and Dave, and Rock 102.
1: Thanks to State Senator John Velas for taking some time to talk to us about a number of burning issues a few moments ago. Earlier this morning, Backs, we talked about that 222 rule. Yeah. It was making the rounds on Reddit as a way to keep the spark alive in a relationship. Here's another one that apparently went viral on TikTok. It's the love eye trick. The love eye trick. The love eye? According to Dr. Elizabeth Frederick, she told Cosmo that you just look at the object of your affection's left eye, then quickly down to their lips and chin, then back to their right eye. So sort of like a triangle, like a left, down, up to the right thing. Well, well, try it on me. Try it on me. So back to some time, I'm I'm looking there, and then I'm looking down there. Then I'm looking up there. How do you feel about me? Any different?
0: No, I don't feel any different. I don't, I don't feel like it's changed me yeah. uh, at all. The love eye
1: trick doesn't work from guy to guy, at least in our
0: situation. Well, you did it very fast. You, know, yeah. you, didn't,
1: you didn't do it in a
0: coquettish, in a uh, uh, luring way. Well,
1: maybe we could get the right soundtrack and do it that way with maybe some sort of a theme song running underneath, and maybe no, I, that will help.
0: I don't think we have to go that far. All right. Well, I mean, we could, but, you know, I mean, let, let, let me try to do it to you. Y- yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah, you're looking.
1: Yeah, you look... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, that's a little
0: bit more alluring, right? You're right. You're right. I did yeah. feel a little something. Did there. Did you feel something? I did. All right. No. 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 That uh, everything I've just done, all superficial. It's yeah. just acting. Sure. It, it's uh, it, thanks. So that I don't find you attractive. Thanks a lot. It's just that it's just not. Uh, it's just I'm just trying to make a point. Or how is our relationship ever going to get any better? <sighs> it's a good question, Dave. I dot com. Eight thirty two. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by, believe it or not, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or
1: not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Thanks to State Senator John Velas for joining us on the phone. Just recently, in case you missed it, a quick recap. On Amanda's law, the barring of the sharing of inappropriate images of crime victims, thumbs up for that law, according to Senator Vilas. And thumbs down on local restaurants and bars being excluded for now in the Massachusetts sports gambling bill, but he has vowed to put together a commission to study that. And also, thumbs down on lawmakers' recent decision to scrap those stimulus checks, which were promised to middle-income residents. But Mr. Vilas says don't give up on that yet in his 10-second response, he's going to try and exact change in that regard as well there you go all right now we're going to have oppressive summer heat in massachusetts tomorrow and into friday in fact a warning from the national weather service of high temperatures between the mid 90s to the high 90s and the heat index exceeding 100 degrees in places like greenfield springfield hartford and in places like boston as well Drivers yesterday got a little hot under the collar. They were advised to to, uh, avoid traveling north on 91 from the Connecticut state line to Springfield's MGM exit. There was a really bad tractor-trailer crash that caused a massive two-hour traffic buildup yesterday afternoon. Nobody got hurt, even though it looked as if that might be the case for eyewitnesses, we were told. The pictures I saw
0: looked uh, pretty messed up, like really messed up. Like, uh, like, how does somebody get involved in an accident like that and just, like, you know, dust off their shirt and walk away? It, I wouldn't be. I mean, I would I would lie on the ground and pretend I was hurt. It happened. Just, After- just so no one, you know, thought I was, you know, you know, you know faking them out. Mm-hmm. Two-hour backup. Yeah. You know, you want to be sure that this was a serious action. That you're not just wasting your time.
1: Afternoon commuters had to find alternate routes between 4 and 6 yesterday as crews worked to clear the highway and traffic at a standstill in the Longmeadow portion of I-91 North yesterday. The Basketball Hall of Fame releasing their Class of 2022 weekend schedule, and it's going to be partly here in Springfield and partly down there in Connecticut. So on Friday, September 9th, the Class of 2022 autograph session and a tip-off and shine enshrinement celebration and an awards gala will all occur at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Then the next day, Saturday, September 10th, according to the Hall of Fame, the actual enshrinement ceremony and red carpet show will occur at Symphony Hall in Springfield.
0: But that's it. That's all they're giving you. Yeah. I mean, they will take your $25 million in tax money for uh, for renovations, but they're going to take that money down to Mohegan Sun and spend a little bit of it there. Mm. Seems like a shame. It's a big shame because, you know, it, it was $47 million to build the new building 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's $25 million to fix it up and make it look right, to uh, to now it's like $72 million in taxpayer money, and they're doing stuff in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all. And by the way, if anyone accuses me, oh, you're just angry because of the Mayflower Marathon. No, I'd kind of be disappointed in this decision, whether the Mayflower Marathon yes. was there or not. The, the fact of the matter is, they should be in Springfield, because- Everything they need is right here, except a 10-year contract with Mohegan Sun.
1: Yeah, and we discussed it with a caller last hour who pointed out that the Baseball Hall of Fame occurs every year with its ceremonies in tiny Cooperstown, New York, and they seem to be able to flourish and do a great job with that. Let me me toss this at you, David.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, The Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. doesn't even have a building
1: think about that for a second. Yeah. So there's nowhere there's not even a room to put your name on.
0: No. 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 It's just a, it's just like a website mm-hmm. and a, a JPEG mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all she wrote.
1: Yeah, there are other halls of fame too that seem to do great with their ceremonies. For instance, the Boxing Hall of Fame in tiny Canastota, New York. And if you've ever driven by the thruway. Oh, yeah, you, the signs are all over the place for that. You can actually see it right there next to the thruway, a very humble little place that has a great ceremony every year in the middle of the summer. Why couldn't it happen here in its entirety?
0: You know, uh, I know a guy who is uh, deeply involved in the Pro Bowlers Tour mm-hmm. um, and uh, talks, it goes every year for the Pro Bowlers Hall of Fame ceremonies. hmm and he says it's wonderful, Yep, you know, and any, believe it or not, anybody can come off the street and, uh, and watch this year's class of pro bowlers going into the hall of fame. There you go. And so, it doesn't cost you much. Ain't going to cost you a thousand dollars a ticket. Ain't ever going to happen that way. Yeah. Even though bowling has got almost as much prestige as the
1: NBA. Seems like the basketball hall of fame could take a page from some of those other books. Also in Springfield, a big drug bust occurring earlier this week, a regional drug task force recovering a stockpile of more than two kilos of crystal rock meth, ecstasy, fentanyl, and some bath salts, all from a downtown apartment in Springfield, according to a state police report. Investigators also seized a large amount of cash in the bust, a loaded gun with an extended magazine and more ammo in the second floor unit at 1482 State Street. So those arrested during the bust, 41-year-old Ernest Fickling and 35-year-old Cassandra Wilder. Investigators are also searching the cars, apparently owned by those two, a BMW and a Porsche Cayenne.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Uh, under normal circumstances, you probably couldn't fit all that in a normal Porsche, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the but the Cayenne is an SUV. Yes. Maybe you could, I don't know what kind of... Uh, you know what kind of hauling capacity it has it's certainly a small the,
1: hatchback i think something like that
0: yeah i mean it's not it's not like a like a like a three like it's got a third row yeah. in it or anything like that mm. but uh you know you have to wonder uh you know how much of uh, did each car have because i would think you'd have enough you know trunk space for both mm-hmm. two kilos is a lot you know uh, weight wise but as far as you know can you fit it in your trunk yeah, I would think you probably could.
1: And, you know, you also ask yourself a question. You're doing business as a drug dealer, driving around a BMW and a Porsche Cayenne. Don't you want to be maybe in touch with the people that you're going to be dealing the drugs to? I mean, how can the average folks buying drugs identify with a drug dealer driving a BMW or a Porsche Cayenne? Don't you want to go a little low scale? Remember the Avon company? Yes. You're the
0: Avon lady? Yes. And uh, if you hit certain sales goals... Mm-hmm. They awarded you like a, I think a pink Cadillac. Yes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of the same way. Think of like the <laughs> drug trade is yeah. kind of like you're, uh like you're selling Amway soaps. Mm-hmm. You know, once you reach that certain level in the sales pyramid, you know, then you can you can drive a BMW or a, or a Cayenne, and it tells everybody working below you. Yes. You know, if you apply yourself with effort and knowledge and skill, you too could drive in a vehicle. As beautiful
1: and luxurious as this. I get it, Bax. You're sending the right message to the people below you, also working in the drug trade, but it's all about the customer, isn't it? Hey, do you think for a moment
0: that Pablo Escobar, okay, who's running the uh, Medellin cartel, uh, is driving around in some crap box? No, he's not. <laughs> are you He's saying, driving around in a sweet
1: set of wheels, because he could. Are you saying that Ernest Fickling and Cassandra Wilder are the Pablo Escobar of springfield well i think in you know at this
0: level mm-hmm. it, it is perhaps a, a little showy mm-hmm. but it does kind of show to the people that work for you you know what uh with a little initiative mm-hmm. and with a little <laughs> go getcha you all know right. a little bit of a little oomph a little moxie all right you could be driving
1: around in this beautiful beautiful bmw just like me. All right, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I guess it does send the right message to the employees, but maybe not to the customers. The Westfield Police Department asking for the public's help in identifying two men suspected of attempting to rob a corner store back on July 28th. So these two male individuals entered New Corner Variety, Crown Street, around 8 p.m. on July 28th. There are pictures at Western Mass News and on 22 News captured on the security cams. Once inside the store, police saying the suspects covered their faces and attempted to rob the store. And then one man reportedly placed, and I quote, a paper bag over his hand to conceal it and demanded money. Now your theory here is that he's trying to make it seem like he's got a gun in there. Either that or the reporter got it wrong, and he had the paper bag over his head. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: I don't think he's uh, he's trying to, uh, you know, like bring back the unknown comic from the Gong Show. I think, you know, you put uh, your hand in the gu- in the bag, right, and pretend you've got a gun in your hand in the bag. Unless he's maybe a Detroit Lions fan, in which case then it is the bag over the head. For many reasons, but I think in in the case of this, where you're just trying to you know knock over the uh, the new mm-hmm. corner variety uh, store on sure. Crown Street at mm-hmm. eight o'clock on
1: July twenty eighth, mm-hmm. I think uh, the fake gun and the bag trick really all you need doesn't seem like they were successful with their attempt. By the way, if you want to read up on that, and if you can help the police in Westfield, your help would be much appreciated. Now, and- if I'm looking at this picture, yes. uh,
0: correctly, mm-hmm. and again, it's a uh, you know it's not, you know, there's not. I mean, it's. It's not the best clarity. I mean, there's certainly uh, the, their aperture settings could have been uh, fixed. Maybe some <laughs> extra lighting. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, the um, pictures from outer space from the James Webb Telescope are fantastic. Those are slightly more clear, but mm-hmm. they
0: seem to be walking through the wine area. Uh huh. But they seem to be both very, very young. Yes. Like this was not a mastermind crime. Sort this of a, a Beavis and ButtHead t- style robbery. I think that's an insult to call Beavis and ButtHead. <laughs> Uh, to compare uh, them to these two. Right. I, I think we're dealing with something with far less brain activity. It's sort of like Wally and the Beave trying no, to commit a no. crime. No, Wally and the Beave, by comparison, look like Mensa applicants.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- these kids didn't look too sharp. Six, Maybe they can apply to, uh, for a job at Fright Fest, though. Six Flags New England, they're seeking hundreds of people to fill positions for Fright Fest. And they're going to have a hiring event at Six Flags this Saturday. They need about 200 monsters and zombies and ghouls. At the fair, they'll be scouting for those ghouls along with singers and dancers and others. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to audition, bring a one- to two-minute monologue that you prepare or an up-tempo song or a dance combination or just a zombie walk that you can impress the judges with during the auditions.
2: Oh boy,
0: there's other. There's got to be other ways to make money.
1: I don't know. It's hey, look, fourteen twenty-five an hour. Yeah, and some positions will pay fifteen bucks per hour for these jobs at Six Flags.
0: I'm sure there's it's lots of fun for a, for a young for a young kid mm-hmm. to get that gig. Yep. I know for me, it probably wouldn't be as much fun. Good. I'm I, maybe I've aged out of this.
1: Well, the
0: idea of scaring people doesn't have as much uh, appeal to me anymore.
1: Yeah. Or you could just go try and rob a corner store in Westfield could do that instead with a bag on yep, your hand exactly it's 844 with backs steve and dave on rock 102
2: join the maple leaf pub on their newly renovated patio get daily food and drink specials keno 20 draft lines
4: trivia wednesdays live music every thursday and saturday westfield's favorite neighborhood bar can't wait to bring
1: you a beer on the patio the maple leaf pub 11 arnold street westfield what kind of tires should you get you don't know that's okay joe knows Ryan Imported Car Repair isn't a big tire store, but it is a good place to buy tires. They'll help you choose tires in your price range and just right for your car. You'll get just as good a deal as anywhere. They'll mount and balance them, and it'll feel really good to have new tires. Get to know Joe Ryan and the boys at Ryan Imported Car Repair in Northampton. They already know your car, and they know what tires to put on it.
2: WWE returns to Springfield for the first time in three years with Saturday night's main event, August 27th at Mass Mutual Center. You'll see Bianca Belair defend the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match with Oscar and Becky Lynch. The Usos defend the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, plus Drew McIntyre, Seth Freakin' Rollins, and more. Tickets start at $20 at MassMutualCenter.com.
3: Friends, We are gathered here today to lay to rest Chirpy. Who's Chirpy?
0: The bird who flew into the window of the house. He saw all the backpacks and pencils and thought he could make a nest out of them. Sign for a full roof replacement this month and Klaus Roofing Systems by Jay Smeagol will donate a backpack full of school supplies to a local child in need.
2: Can I finish? Here lies Chirpy, devoted worm
0: eater and avid duck pooper. Call 655-ROOF or visit roofing.
2: Call my dad. Backs Steve and Dave in the morning on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's
0: classic rock. It's 850 and the Black Crows with back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102.
1: If you like it hot, you're in luck. Today we're going to have highs near 90. Tomorrow and into Friday, we're going to have highs from the mid to high 90s with the heat index exceeding 100 degrees.
0: Hey, there's a uh, pretty serious accident going on uh, right now. On uh, 10 and 202 uh, North Road from Westfield going into Holyoke on 10 and 202 is going to be closed because of a serious accident on the Holyoke side. Uh, so be careful around there. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be closed for, or you know how long ago that this was. Uh, this was a thing, but uh, but please be careful. They're going to be shutting down that road for at least a, a good period of time. So be careful if you're on 10 10 and 202. Uh, tomorrow, Marty Caproni will be joining us on uh, on the show. He's going to be, I believe, at Mohegan's Sun uh, this uh, this oh. weekend.
1: Oh, is he? So, uh, you know, he can't appear at Symphony Hall for crying out loud? Come on. Well, he was just at Roar. He'll appear okay.
0: anywhere that's going to pay him. And right. that's, I got no problem with that. Yeah, no, I'm not, just kidding. With Marty,
1: Marty's a good local dude. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, the uh, Back Stephen Dave uh, Daily podcast coming up. Just after uh, 10 o'clock, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And back to these musical Podcast this week, my guest is Fritz Fox from the band The Mutants. It's a, a band from San Francisco from early on in uh, 1977. They got a, a brand new record out. It's a compilation of songs that uh, have gone largely unheard since uh, 1977 called Curse of the Easily Amused. It's a really good record and a fascinating interview with uh, Fritz Fox, one of the true originals. Of, uh, of punk music, and you can find that on rock102.com.
1: So we talked at the beginning of the show how it's National Grab Some Nuts Day today. It's also, and I'm just looking at this on Twitter, hashtag National Boob Day today as well. Boob Day? Yes. And th- there's a depiction on Twitter here of the shirt cut meme showing the ways in which women might display their boobs you got the side boob, the inner side boob, the boob window, the under boob, and the free space.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, but the thing is, uh, with about uh, about that is, mm-hmm. if you're staring at them, you know, in in public, right, you're going to get busted on doing that. You know, it's kind of hard
1: to it's kind of hard to do that inconspicuously. Yes, boy, there are women shamelessly or proudly. Posting personal pictures under the hashtag National Boob Day on mm-hmm. Twitter. Man. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. Okay, well, wow.
1: I'll be scrolling for a
0: while here, Bax. Yeah, there you go. See? You know, I, uh, the grabbing the nuts uh, thing. Yeah. That uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty interesting thing. You know, like, uh, I mean, I used to be able to name every nut that there was. Used to drive my mother crazy. Some days she'd say, Baxi, if you don't stop naming nuts. And the joke is, we lived in Pine Nut. And uh, I think that's what put uh, my mind at that point. Mm-hmm. And she would uh, hear me in the other room, and I'd just start yelling out, I'd say, peanut, hazelnut, cashew nut, macadamia nut. That was the one that was sending her going crazy. She'd say, Will you stop naming nuts? And I'd be able to make nuts all day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like uh, macadamia nut, pine nut, which is a nut. It's also the name of a town. Yeah. Pistachio nut. Yeah. Love red pistachio pist- nuts. Red pistachio nut. Mm-hmm. Natural, all natural, white pistachio nut. Mm-hmm. I can name nuts all day. I didn't hear you name an almond in there. Yeah, well, I, I would have gotten to it, but, you know, yeah. we, we don't have all the time in the world.
1: Nor did I hear you name the, the worst nut of all, which you always got in those mixed nut compilations, the Brazil nut. You don't like the Brazil nut? Horrible.
0: What are you talking about? Brazil nuts are a fine, proud nut. Oh, no. And I like
1: a good uh, Brazil nut. You know, when I was growing up in my grandfather's house, and this explains a lot about me, And you know, grew up with different sensibilities. Be- uh, did, did he name his plants, too? No. No, but he did have the mixed nuts always out there. And you not only had the nut cracker back then, because they didn't crack nuts for you and put them inside nice tin cans where you could just reach in and grab an already cracked nut. You had to crack your own nuts in those days. Oh, I know. And he had all the tools. I mean, he had the... The dish of nuts in shells, and he had the nut cracker, and he also had the little tool. Do you remember the little tool? Yeah, to that, pick out to pick out the nuts yeah, out of the shell. Yeah. Now, yes. those, those were some great times back in the United States of America uh, when you needed all that stuff and you didn't rely on somebody to do your nut cracking or nut picking for oh, you.
0: I know. It's I like, know. Mm-hmm. I, I, listen, I could sit around all day and uh, chew the cashews. Uh, oh, Jesus, I love the cashews. Cashews are good. Yeah, but then somebody on occasion will buy the. Uh, the raw, unsalted cashews, and that's an act of aggression. No, no,
1: I love those. You kidding raw, me? Raw? I love them. Unsalted? Yes. Salt's the best part. CVS has a great 16-ounce tin with all of the nuts you mentioned, all unsalted. But, and, but and salt but, is what makes them delicious. No, no, I disagree. And by the way, this is the only other person I've ever found who likes them unsalted, my lady friend. So I know it's You're meant sure she's it's not meant just meant lying
0: to, to you? No? Like, uh, this is a way of her, you know, manipulating you into
1: naming... The- <laughs> The plants in the house. She spoke first on her love of unsalted nuts. Really? And I said, wow. Wow. Me too. And
0: that is how love began. See? It had nothing to do with the two, two, two was This is like, like, like the first date yep. conversation. Like, you know, what's your favorite color? Yep. What kind of car do you drive? What do you do for a living? What kind of nuts do you like putting in your mouth? <laughs> yes, to all of that. Really? Yes. Man, yes. You, you work fast, don't yep. you?
1: Yep. And we've we've gotten to the naming of the plants. This is
0: an exciting relationship. This week, I'm going to try the
1: love eye trick and see how it works.
0: You rock it, Dave. (laughs) It's 8.56 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.